It's Tuesday, December 7th, 2021, Pearl Harbor Day. According to President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, this is the day that will live in infamy. And so it does. It was Sunday morning on December 7th, 1941, when the Japanese Navy and Air Force launched a surprise attack and bombed the hell out of the U.S. Pacific Fleet at Pearl Harbor in Honolulu, Hawaii. We got our asses kicked. And then we entered the war, World War II. I'm Gloria Moraga. Welcome to the podcast. I write about communications, politics, work communications, family communications, movies, and more. I encourage all of you to talk to each other one-on-one, and even during the holidays when we're really stressed out and we're grumpy. I also encourage all of you to subscribe to my podcast. So I ask you to subscribe each time I post a podcast, and I rarely get new subscribers. I think I figured out why. I was listening to a podcast recently, and I really wanted to subscribe, and I could not find the subscribe button. Not for the life of me. Jeez. Wow. What a disaster. So I want to explain to you where the subscribe buttons are, but my podcast page is broken right now. The site is podcast.gloriamoraga.com. So it's purely my podcast site for Podbeam. Okay. But something's wrong. And it it disappeared. And I have been on the phone with HostGator and I've emailed Podbeam and I filled out tickets and I've talked to people and we can't figure it out. Good news is I have GloriaMoraga.com, which is looking great. I work on it a little bit every day. Please check it out. GloriaMoraga.com. You can see there at the top in the menu, you can find all my videos, my podcasts, my posts. So I've been on the phone and when I called at one point, I got this message. It's the one that says, our calls are very backed up. The wait time is very long. How about we call you back rather than you waiting on hold and listening to that horrible music? I'd been on the phone all day, so I thought, well, why not? (laughs) Well, guess what? The wait was supposed to be 13 minutes and right now it's been an hour and a half and they have not called back. Communication? Broken promises, liars. As problems go, though, this is not a major problem. But I want to share a universal work mistake I've made that is a big no-no. And it's important to talk about this right now at this time of year. First of all, because it's Pearl Harbor Day. And in addition to being Pearl Harbor Day, we know about disasters. It's the holiday season. So I'm going to talk about a holiday work party mistake. Here we go. Relax, sit down, pull up a chair. I was working in Washington, D.C., and suddenly my life went to shit. (laughs) I really don't like to talk about my divorce, but my marital problems played a significant role in my Pearl Harbor work holiday party mistake. And this is all about you so that you can learn from my mistakes. I was really stressed out. I was covering the Gulf War. I was working on my master's degree. I was going to school all day Saturday, raising a little girl who was about four. And right about all this time, my husband stopped coming home 
after work. Now, the babysitter who lived next door was very strict about one of us getting home before 6 p.m. I was frequently doing live shots at 6 and I rarely got home before 7. I'm getting ready to do a live shot for one of our television stations and Barbara, the babysitter, would call and say, someone has to come home and take care of Alexandra. She had class and she was going to be late because we were late. Meantime, no husband. Of course, you all know where he was. He was having an affair with the elementary school secretary. He was a teacher. What a loser. I mean, I'm just exhausted, stressed out. It was so bad because I worried about my little girl, and my job and just everything. My marriage, I'd been married a long time. I got married very young. It was bad. I could not eat. And this is a big deal. I always have an appetite. Always. But I was on the divorce diet. When I would try to eat or swallow food, the food would get stuck the back of my throat. The food would not go down and I could not eat. I just felt sick all the time and depressed. It's that feeling that you get, you know, that depression sickness. Every year, once a year, my boss throws an expensive, lovely Christmas dinner at a really swanky, fancy schmancy Washington, D.C. restaurant. And then during that dinner, he gives us all a great present. Now, this was a big deal because he was very cheap. And this was the only time he ever did anything for me. So it, it was a big deal and it was, it was nice. It was really nice. So I get to the Christmas party <laughs> and the first thing I do is drink some champagne. Now, I don't drink much, but I love champagne. I love it. L-O-V-E. Love it. And I definitely could be a drunk if I was rich and had full access to the expensive bubbly. My friends and work colleagues, and I'll just name a couple of them because I love them so much, David Snap, David Chase, Zelda Wallace, and others were all worried about me because they knew what was going on with the cheater. My life has always been an open book. Everybody knew what was happening. I drank and I drank. The champagne was great, but I was drinking on an empty stomach. So sure enough, when the boss asked us all to sit down because he wanted to make some toasts and give out the gifts before the big lavish dinner, I began to feel like I was going to throw up. I made it to the bathroom, barely, but I could not stop vomiting. I threw up all over my dress. I threw up all over the floor. My hair, which I had up, was falling down and I was throwing up in my hair. I was throwing up champagne and there was nothing else in there. And you know, it's horrible when you're throwing up alcohol. It just burns your throat. It's to make things even more embarrassing for me. There was an attendant in the ladies room, a really nice woman. And she kept asking me if she could do anything for me. And I, I could barely talk. I was sprawled on the floor next to the john and I had dry heaves. This is after I'd thrown up most of the champagne. And of course, because we're all pretty close, one by one, all my colleagues began coming into the bathroom. They would come in. Yeah, it, it was a ladies room, but the guys would come in too. I mean, I'm no lady, but the guys were all, you know, Washington, D.C. pushy people. 
and they'd come in and stand in the doorway of the stall. So the first, David Snip. He's a tall, handsome, blonde man from the South. Um, I can't remember, North or South Carolina. He's really, really nice. He's a real Southern gentleman and very handsome. And his father was a powerful judge. He came in the most and he stayed the longest. The conversation went something like this. Oh, Chickapee, how you doing? I couldn't even answer. I just gag. You're feeling terrible, aren't you? Dry heave, dry heave. We all know why. That bastard's breaking your little old heart. What can I do? Let me do something. I'm okay, I managed. You are not. You are not okay. You don't deserve this. Now, my daddy is a judge. He can give us some great legal advice. You know, that husband, he's committing adultery. You hold all the cards. We could destroy him. Then Zelda crowded in. David, she said, I think the boss wants to see you. Zelda is a tall, beautiful woman who was a spitting image of Whitney Houston in her prime. I mean, she looked like Whitney Houston. She once dated a Secret Service agent in the Clinton administration. He was stationed at the White House. And boy, did he have some juicy stories to tell about Bill Clinton. Zelda says, and she talked really fast, How you doing, honey? I mean, girlfriend, I will cut off his dick if you want. It is gone. It will never be seen again. You want some water, sweetheart? I gagged. I'm okay. Want me to help you get up? I began dry heaving again. Next, David Chase. My photographer, editor, my best friend, a man I still love to this day. And I just saw him recently and it was great. I'm going to do a podcast about old friends getting together. He lovingly calls himself the little Jew. So he pokes his head in and he says, it's the little Jew. Then he comes around and I look up at him and he says, I brought water. It'll give you something to throw up better than the dry heaves. I took the water and I said, please don't look at me. And he says, why? I've seen you look worse. And that's true. Did you eat anything today? I just looked at him. I knew what was coming. He said, get it? Jew? Jew? Did you eat today? Go away, I said, and stop with the Woody Allen jokes. Eventually, everybody came into the restroom and saw me hugging the toilet bowl. My boss, the bureau chief and his wife, Diane, the assistant bureau chief and his wife, Et, the assignment editor and his wife. Now, all of these people are strict Catholics. They're all ex-military. They don't believe in divorce. And I think they all knew I wanted to divorce my husband. One of the wives said, Think very long about this. Don't make any hasty decisions. And another said, You have a daughter to consider. And I thought, Oh, you mean the daughter he doesn't pick up after work anymore? One of them said, It's a pity we didn't get a chance to visit. Huh? That was all I could manage. At this point, I began throwing up the water the little Jew had given me. I was in that bathroom for about an hour and a half and I missed the entire dinner. And you know what? I was humiliated. I didn't want to get up and walk out the door. I just wanted to crawl in a hole and die. Yeah, I survived. But this is something you never do at a party. Don't drink. Don't get drunk. And 
for some strange reason, I did not get fired. I didn't even get in trouble. I didn't even get a note put in my file because I made a freaking spectacle of myself at the work holiday party Pearl Harbor disaster. For Gloria Moraga, it is a day that will live in infamy. Maybe I didn't get in trouble because all the wives felt sorry for me. Which made it all the worse because I hate pity. But then I brought it on myself. Don't drink too much at work functions. Don't drink too much at family functions. Now, if you could hold your liquor, like David Snap, the Southern gentleman, then, you know, go for it. But I can't. Not me. I can't do it. I'm allergic to it or something. Before I go, let me tell you about a work party at the university. A woman, a supervisor, got very, very drunk. And it was a work function, but there was alcohol being served because we, we had a lot of those because it was fundraising. She also had a very close relationship with a coworker, but she was his boss, which is a big no-no. And at this work party, because she was so drunk, she began flirting with him openly. And at one point, she told another worker, stay away from my man. I mean, she was becoming a mean drunk. And, you know, both of these people, they were both married, but not to each other. So it was bad. To make matters worse, the drunk supervisor, Flirt, was stopped on her way home and she got a ticket. DUI, drunk driving, driving under the influence. The next week, very quietly, she was fired. She was a high-paying executive, and she lost her job. Now, I didn't flirt with anybody. <laughs> I was too busy vomiting, and I got a ride home. I would never drink and drive, uh, and I lived in Washington, D.C. at the time, and my house was a short cab ride away from the restaurant. But I'm lucky, and this woman was not. She was drunk. She should have stayed sober. One-on-one, so -on -one, talk to each other at holiday parties and family gatherings. Don't drink too much. Try to just enjoy life. Before I go, I want to mention one great movie. It's called From Here to Eternity. It is my favorite Pearl Harbor flick. Great acting, based on a book, great story, and it will really give you a feel of what it's like in pre-war Hawaii in 1941. I'm getting ready to post my one-on-one -on -one interview with the whistleblower, Paula Padine. It's wonderful. She went through hell being bullied by her supervisors. I mean, in the end she won, but she almost went broke because she was a whistleblower. They held all the cards. They demoted her. She was down in the basement and she almost had a breakdown. It's a really sad story and it's a great story, but she's won in the end and she's written a book. It's great. I read it right away and I'm gonna get this book and another book and try to figure out how to do a giveaway. So stay tuned for that. Please subscribe, try to figure it out and let me know how you did it. I'm Gloria Moraga. Please subscribe, please share. I will post a transcript of this episode on my website, GloriaMoraga.com. Be safe. We'll talk soon.